0: Hi, Carmina. Hi,
1: Patch. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Jeepney Trip, a podcast where we explore everything fun, weird, and in-between about the Philippines. A word about our sponsor. Jeepney Trip is sponsored by Solpak, a functional shoe accessory bag. Its patented design stores your shoes on the sides of your backpack and provides an ergonomic and hygienic means to carry your shoes.
0: Now you can travel hands-free, have more space inside your backpack, and keep your dirty shoes away from everything. Be sure to also check out their string bags and backpacks for more options.
1: Visit thesoulpack.com and enter jeepneytrip 10 at checkout for a 10% discount. Now, back to our show.
0: Today's trip is a laugh trip, and we are going to talk about Filipino idioms and sayings.
1: I remember why we got the idea to do this. And it was when we were doing research for our first few episodes, and we happened to stumble upon a Filipino idiom that made us laugh for like 10 minutes straight. There were a couple of them, though. So I guess we should clarify for our listeners that the idioms that we're going to discuss today are Tagalog idioms, because there are so many idioms in the Philippines. There are popular ones in Luzon, where Tagalog is mostly spoken, and the Visayas, they have common idioms, and as well in Mindanao.
0: So what is Tagalog? Tagalog refers to the people that are the dominant people of Luzon in the Philippines, and it also refers to the Tagalog language, which is the national language in the Philippines.
1: So let's start with the one that started all of this. Okay. <laughs> if you remember, the thing that kind of spiraled us out of control was when we came across the phrase, anak ka ng kamote. <laughs> Do you remember? (laughs) Yes. So literally translated, it means you're the child of a sweet potato. (laughs) And I just found that so funny when we first started talking about it. Well, number one, because I hadn't heard it for such a long time. And number two, it just got me thinking, why are we calling someone The child of a sweet potato. (laughs) Why a sweet potato? Exactly. So I looked into it further. The closest parallel to an English idiom is when somebody says, son of a gun or son of a, you know, the B word. And it's a common slang phrase when somebody is conveying some sort of annoyance towards somebody else. It's the same in Filipino when you say to somebody that they're anak ka ng kamote you're trying to convey your annoyance with them and the funny thing is there's so many variations of this saying somebody can say you're anak ng tokwa or <laughs> literally translated that means child of a tofu or anak ka ng tinapa tinapa is smoked fish. So, it's anak ka nang, insert whatever you can think
0: about that you think conveys the most insulting thing. I think anak ng kamote specifically connotes that you're not the most intelligent person. I know, because there's another
1: expression, right? Like, nangangamote. Something that I'm very familiar about. <laughs> Which means... You're having difficulty with something or you're failing at something.
0: And that is something that I heard a lot. (laughs) Or told yourself a (laughs) lot. Uh, Same here, especially
1: when it came to math. But Patch, why are they being so derogatory (laughs) against the sweet potato?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I literally googled what is wrong with sweet (laughs) potatoes. And did not come across anything that would explain why we say what we say. <laughs> Anak ng kamote.
1: So, I mean, right? Sweet potatoes—they're delicious. They're <laughs> nutritious. I just cannot, for the life of me, understand how this all came to be. Oh, there's another one.
0: Anak panang pating. <laughs> Just child of a shark. Well, okay, to be fair when you say shark, It could mean someone who's, you know, not the most honest person or really someone shrewd. So maybe that's where that came from.
1: Maybe, but I just can't see why, for example, the sweet potato or the smoked fish, like, what did they ever do to (laughs) anybody? (laughs) Or even the tofu. (laughs) So one interesting thing that I also found was if Mm -hmm. you noticed, pating. It's the T sound, and the P sound, and the K sound. They might be the words that really sound harsh. Which explains the
0: word tukmol. (laughs) So, can you explain what
1: tukmol is? So... (laughs)
0: Tuk- okay, Tukmol is what? The definition of Tukmol is an ugly person. <laughs> Stupid or dumbass. But I've not heard that before, Anaka ng Tukmol. Well, as we've established, you can pretty much put any word after Anakanang. <laughs> It, and it will, work. it will work. So why not? Anak <laughs> kanang That's true. That is so true.
1: <laughs> okay, so before we go into <laughs> a rabbit hole about anak ka nang
0: whatever, let's talk
1: about what other idioms we found.
0: Another saying or expression that I came across is. Ngit. <laughs> I was
1: not expecting <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, neck. <Okay. laughs>
0: so <laughs> it's a Pinoy slang word or expression equivalent to oh or yikes. Apparently its origin is from imitating the sound of a buzzer in a quiz show which indicates the answer is wrong. Okay. So and that's why when we make a mistake we say X. sometimes we say <laughs> ok that explains it
1: <laughs> okay so i have one that's kind of a tie in to our first episode it's called cuentum cochero and it refers to the drivers of the calesas which is the most popular form of transportation during the spanish colonial period the calesas back then were modes of transportation for the elite or the upper class or the nobles, the Spanish class in the Philippines. So when you say something is cuento cochero, what that means is it's hearsay or your story doesn't have any proof. When would be appropriate
0: to say cuento cochero?
1: If you told me a story and I felt like it wasn't really believable, I would question the credibility of your story by saying, is that Cuentong pochero patch? So in other
0: words, is it BS?
1: Exactly. (laughs) So the other thing that I read about Cuentong pochero and the possible origin of that is in the Philippines, as we know, it's a tropical country, so it's always very hot. And when the calesa drivers have driven their bosses to wherever they needed to go, they usually tried to find shade to rest under. And that's where most of the cocheros would be, under a shade somewhere. Gossiping. Exactly. So it referred to that act of gathering in one place, usually a shady tree. <laughs> And that's where they would exchange stories. I think we're going to date ourselves with this next one, but I just cannot pass the opportunity to talk about this because one of our very good friends goes into a fit of laughter whenever I say this. And it's the idiom, stick." <laughs> so there's no literal English translation to this. I'm not surprised. So apparently this came from the 60s and it comes from the phrase walang patigil-tigil, meaning unstoppable. Then it was contracted to walastig and then finally morphed into walastik. So when you're saying that something is "wala-stick," it means that it's fantastic or fabulous.
0: And usually followed by... Walanjo. So
1: Walanjo is the twin of Walla stick.
0: (laughs) And sometimes also (laughs) Naks.
1: So at least for Walla stick, I found several origins. One of the other origins is it could have been from Walang plastic or no plastic, which also conveys purity or, you know, admiration or again, being fantastic, right? So if you were wearing like a brand new dress, I would say, Patch, your dress, wala stick." <laughs> Meaning, wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, Walandjo, the f- closest that I found was it could be conveying the opposite of wala stick. apparently. Like, I could say to you, Patch, you ate so much and I paid for everything, jo," So the tone becomes very important. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I also came across a similar origin for walang jo. It comes from a Tagalog expression in Batangas, and it means amusement or sarcasm.
1: Tone, tone, tone
0: <laughs> <laughs> matters. One thing that I
1: found in modern times that's related to walastik, I saw an article that was published in February 2021 about Unilever Philippines partnering with the city government of Pasig to beautify the Pasig River. And they called it Walastik na Pasig. There was a time when people just dumped a lot of trash in the Pasig River and they're really trying to revive it. So Walastik na Pasig addresses that concern. If there's a household that is able to collect plastic trash or waste. There are several stations in Pasig City that accepts them and there's a cash incentive. So I thought that that was a really smart way to kind of marry an expression that has been very popular in Philippine culture plus effort to increase environmental awareness.
0: It definitely is a very catchy phrase and will call attention pretty quickly to what they're trying to do.
1: I really hope that that initiative becomes successful. It sounds like a really worthy cause. So one that I found also very interesting and historically rooted is this expression that says, tapos na ang boxing, which roughly translated means the boxing match is over. So it's used to convey when something is done or finished. And the origin of this was the Japanese occupation of the Philippines. The Americans popularized boxing in the 1920s. So when the Japanese invaded us in World War II, some people who were pro-Japanese were saying, tapos na ang boxing or the boxing match is over to refer to the fact that the Americans were done. Okay. However, the pro-Americans were also using it to convey the opposite meaning for the Japanese. So, (laughs) So I guess the people who were holding out hope that MacArthur was going to return to the Philippines would say it in a way that would convey that once MacArthur comes back, then the boxing match was over for the Japanese.
0: I wonder why I never heard that expression before.
1: Maybe because your family wasn't boxing fanatics. Mine was. So you heard it growing up? Very much so because my grandfather was a boxing fan.
0: How about this one? Mabilis pa sa alas 4. Nice. So the literal translation would be faster than 4 o'clock. Right. <laughs> but the meaning is to leave in a mad rush. So, the origin is in Lawton, which is at the foot of the Kesan Bridge. Once stood an ice plant with a 10th floor chimney. It was equipped with a loud siren that was sounded off three times a day to indicate that the start of the workday was at 7 a.m., lunch break at 12 noon. And the end of work day was at 4 p.m. The meaning of this expression was someone is in a mad rush to leave even before the 4 o'clock alarm sounded.
1: And there's actually a really interesting historical significance to this. So the plant that you're talking about is called the Insular Ice and Cold Storage Plant. And it was built in Manila in 1902. This was considered a state of the art facility at that time. And again, US Congress is involved just like in the jeepney. Oh my. So, the Americans who were stationed in the Philippines asked Congress to approve the construction of this building for the sake of what they called comfort supplies or those essential supplies that they thought was necessary to sustained their living in the Philippines, <laughs> meaning they needed cold water to drink. <laughs> so, I mean, not just water, but they needed their beverages cold. So that's why this ice plant was constructed. It's one of the very first permanent structures that were built. It was destroyed, though, in World War II. The remnants were there until 1980. It was only demolished when the light rail transit system was built. So, how would you use that expression with somebody?
0: If it's time to contribute to a project and you leave right away, or if it's time to eat, (laughs) that would be me, (laughs) my Billy's spouse. A squat, a mad dash to the table. Okay, okay, I have one. Okay, let's hear it.
1: Nineteen kopong-kopong. Do you remember that one? (laughs) Yes,
0: I heard that quite a bit.
1: (laughs) So, Nineteen kopong-kopong, it refers to a time that no one remembers. By the 1950s, people thought that the 1900s were a long time ago, and that's when it started. (laughs) So, when people want to refer to a forgotten past, they would say that's from the 19 kopong-kopong. However, this is the interesting part about this. Have you ever wondered where the word
0: kopong came from? I mean, I never wondered, but now I guess I am wondering, where did it come from?
1: Kopong is an Indonesian word.
0: Okay. What does
1: it mean? It means literally nothing or empty. So if you say 19 kopong kopong, it means 1900. So that's how it kind of evolved into 1900. But historically, right? It's so interesting. We, the Filipinos, were using Indonesian words for our idioms, our expressions. A close sibling of 19 kopong kopong (laughs) is the expression panahon (laughs) panilimahong or panahon pani mahoma. (laughs) So panahon means from the time of. Right. And limahong and mahoma are references to actual people. If you're curious who limahong is, it's a reference to a Chinese pirate who invaded the northern part of the Philippines and tried to seize the city of Manila from the Spaniards in 1574. So he was a real person from such a long time ago. Definitely from 19 Kopong Kopong. <laughs> Actually, not even 19. Or 15 Kopong Kopong. Yeah, 47. <laughs> And then the other one refers to a person from the Japanese Imperial Army, Masahuru Homa. So it's a contraction of Masahuru Homa. We remember him in our idiom, apparently, because he was considered a very endearing character to our people, which was very uncommon in our history during the Japanese occupation because... The difference between Mahoma and other Japanese generals is that he ordered his troops to treat the Filipinos not as enemies but as friends and to respect our customs and religion. So we honor him in this idiom, (laughs) I guess, in a way. (laughs) By by saying,
0: panahon "pani Mahoma.
1: Exactly. But the last explanation that I found about Mahoma is that it could also be the Spanish form of Mohammed. Which, of course, will again be referring to a time in our history that was so long ago, referring to the Muslim conquest.
0: A forgotten past. How about spooting? <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard spooting. Spooting the spooting. Yes. So, apparently, rarely used these days, spooting is a term to praise someone's attire. Spooting comes from the word sporting. So, for example, here comes Carmina sporting a nice outfit. But in Filipino slang, it became spooting. And it took on the form that means good-looking instead of the verb form sporting. So
1: again we're dating ourselves because <laughs> we that's right <laughs> we find all of these funny because <laughs> we remember <laughs> we remember our childhood they ring a bell they do ring a bell <laughs> I I don't think that millennials can relate to us laughing over these things now
0: probably not do you have any other expressions
1: okay i have another one which is a little bit sad Hangang pier, which means up to the pier. Why is it sad? The meaning is to be left behind with an unkept promise. And the origin, I feel like you know. (laughs) It it just sounds so heartbreaking. (laughs) It is heartbreaking. So the origin of this is the assignment of American military servicemen in the military bases in the Philippines that began in the 1900s. Through the 30s to the 60s, there were a lot of relationships between American servicemen and Filipino women, some of which ended happily. Unfortunately, others did not. And so when it, came time for the Americans to leave the Philippines or when assignments were over, there would be this heartbreaking scene most of the time of Filipino women bringing their American men to the boats or ships that would take them back to America. And that's where Up to the Pier or hanggang Pier came from. So they were left behind. Sometimes with a baby souvenir. Okay. So that's where it's sad.
0: You are right. It is sad. As the young ones would say, that escalated. (laughs) That
1: did. (laughs) Sorry.
0: So I have a couple of slang words that you might be familiar with, Carmina. Sure. First one is Jeprox. We are so old. (laughs) Speaking of 19 Kokong. <laughs> kong <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Explain Rocks. Okay. So Jeprox is a slang term used to describe cool, <laughs> easygoing young person. It was popular during the 1970s. And the term was brought into mainstream by the singer Mike Hannibal.
1: Oh my God. Yes. Mike Hanopol, Via the song
0: Laki Salayaw. Jep oh my Brox. goodness. So, Jeprox is actually the reversed form of the word project. When it was first used in the 60s, Jeprox was synonymous to the young people who came from the housing projects. And so, that's where it was coined.
1: It's so refreshing to hear these <laughs> old <own> terms. <laughs> Okay, so before we end, we should explain what we mean when we say the words that we say at the end of every episode.
0: I say the word "ingat," which means "take care." That is a very respectful and endearing way of saying goodbye.
1: I say "oshasha," and again. As a reference to our age, it's an expression that's more commonly used by the elderly, and it's believed that it really originated from the phrase "shanawa," which basically translates into "so be it." And commonly, only one "sha" is used, but sometimes it's doubled for emphasis. Hence, oh, "sha sha." <laughs> So, with that said, Oshasha! Ingat! That's our episode. We hope you join us on our next
0: trip. Thanks for listening to Jeepney Trip with Carmina and Patch. Logo designed by Fred Agkawili. If you want to listen to more episodes, please subscribe to our show at Apple Podcasts or wherever all fine podcasts are downloaded. We'd love to hear from you, so please rate and leave a review. Follow Jeepney Trip on Twitter and Instagram. If you have a question, email us at jeepneytrip at gmail.com.